The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So hello everyone, <clears throat> and aware that in one way many of you are spread out throughout the globe participating. In another way, you are here in IMC at Redwood City, California, here in our meditation hall, and um, I'm happy to have you along and to share this practice and this teaching and this community together with all of us. So, um, one of the things that classically, classic Buddhism, and I think we do plenty enough in the modern world, is we associate, we sometimes treat the mind as uh, almost like another person. Sometimes we certainly we identify with our mind as being, this is who I am. But sometimes we kind of relate to the mind as if it's another person almost. It's not, not, not us any more than maybe, I don't know if this is a good analogy, but after you cut off your fingernail clippings, those clippings are not quite you anymore. So there's a kind of a freedom, a, a kind of a independence from the mind. Um, uh, which we can, with which we can look upon the mind, we can see it, we can relate to it, we can be wiser than certainly parts of the mind that get us into trouble. And um, <clears throat> so in that regard, sometimes it might be helpful to think of the mind as a child. And sometimes children, in order to feel safe, uh, need to have clear boundaries set. You know, you know and usually with a, some kind of hopefully compassionate but very clear statement of no. So a certain one of our, our sons, <clears throat> uh, he was, uh, I think, much more aware and understanding of the world than we ever imagined when he was young, before he was verbal or when he was just a toddler. <clears throat> and... Um, <clears throat> And I, he was somewhat afraid, quite a bit. I think because he was so smart, he kind of understood much more of what was going on or much more of maybe the dangers or something. But sometimes he would push against the limits of uh, what was appropriate behavior. And, um, and it was necessary to say no. And now uh, you have to stop or that we don't do that here or something. And sometimes it had to be said very clearly, definitively, and uh, sometimes when we, uh, we you know, it wasn't, wasn't exactly my character to do that, so I had to kind of learn to be able to say, say that. And the remarkable thing that I saw was that <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> for a moment he would look very frustrated and angry. But uh, just a moment, <clears throat> immediately afterwards, he became much more settled and happy. It's like now he knew the, how far he could go. He could, he could know where, what he was supposed to do. Or it was understandable now, something about the world he didn't understand. 
And maybe he was pushing the limits of things to see to understand better, how does this world work? And then this no would tell him and, and then he would just relax. So in the same way, um, our mind is that way sometimes. Sometimes uh, practicing acceptance of it or uh, being compassionate to it and in, in ways that just allow it to continue the way it's doing. Sometimes, sometimes that's extre- exactly the right thing to do. And sometimes it's not the right thing. And sometimes what's appropriate is to say, no, not that, stop. We're not going there, we're not doing that. We've had those thoughts, those feelings, those fantasies, thousands of times, and, having, and thinking about it, ruminating about it, uh, doesn't help, doesn't lead anywhere. Maybe it's a, it's kind of a waste of time to do it now, a thousand and one time. Or this train of thought, this train of ideas and, and desires, aversions, uh, doesn't help anyone. It's not supportive. Maybe even makes things worse. And so the mind needs to hear a very clear line. No, we don't do that. And how we tell the mind this, how we establish a strong no in practice that's uh, not harsh, not punitive, not judgmental, not aversive, no hostility involved, just a clarity, a clarity and a, de- and a definitiveness. No, we don't stand behind this. This is not what we do. Um, sometimes it's phenomenally helpful in meditation, especially if, um, you know, what you're thinking about uh, is nonsense or is just simply not just an old habit to continue ruminating about something. So, the wise use of no and the wise use of saying no and then averting the gaze, attention, from what is not wise to what is wise. And for the purpose of meditation here is to focus on um, breathing, the present moment. So maybe for this meditation, if you'd like, you can experiment as I guide you with um, uh, finding a way to appropriately, in a healthy way, to say no to things which are not appropriate, not healthy. So, assuming your meditation posture, It's comfortable closing your eyes. And begin with saying yes. Yes to being here in this body at this time. Maybe taking a few long, slow, deep breaths. And the exhale can be a long yes. Here I am. 
this is the place. A clear reminder here now. Letting your breathing return to normal and scanning through your body to see where you can relax. The face, the shoulders, the belly. And you might gently, softly say yes to each little movement of relaxation. A yes where you are allowed to appreciate and enjoy the benefit of relaxing And then also maybe relaxing the thinking mind. Stepping away from thinking and ruminating. First with a gentle yes to relaxing, softening, quieting the thinking mind. Maybe with each exhale
And then settling down on your breathing. Gently, ever so softly. Maybe a gentle yes. Or a gentle, almost like a silent acknowledgement. It's a yes to the inhale. Yes to the exhale. And if you find yourself wandering off in thought frequently, experiment with saying no or enough. Stop. Or if it feels nicer to do so, you could say more politely, this is not helpful. Let's stop. Enough now, we have something else to do. Something very brief. And you might try experimenting as you say the no to the thinking mind. To do so at the top of the inhale, before you exhale. It might take me in holding your breath slightly. So the shorter the statement is, the better. And after you've made your statement of no, then relax, let go with the exhale.
saying no to thinking, at the top of the inhale, and maybe enjoying a quiet surfing on the exhale.
Is there anything at this moment that it would be useful, even compassionate, to say no to? No to your involvement with? As we come to the end of this sitting, to turn your attention outward to this suffering world, to the people that you care for, to the world you care for, and consider your love, your care, your kindness. your capacity to serve this world better. Is there anything that you have within you that you could compassionately say no to that reduces obstacles to your love, to your care, to your kindness for this world. And in saying no to it, it makes more room for goodwill, for well-wishing, for kindness, for friendliness. And may it be that this meditation we do supports us to be a friend of others, friend of the world. May all beings be happy. May all beings be safe. May all beings be peaceful. May all beings be free. And may each of us contribute to this possibility as friends of the world. Thank you.